Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Eilis, the priest. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Grieg, the ranger. I'm JD. I'm playing Nolsk, the slayer. I'm Ryan, and I'm the GM for this game, and this is the ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can go ahead and check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ChimeraCast. and bleeding on the side of the hall and just I imagine her pale faced and her white hair just getting stained with the, with her own blood as she tries to push it out of her face and crawl toward the water and she leans down over a small pool to try to drink of well her god's lifeblood and the water and the ice that she's kneeling on cracks and she falls down into it and down, and down, until it's just inky black, and then black to, th- and then back to that weird like zaffir blue, and then light again. That just resurface, an endless ocean. Uh, if, if my God is here, we'll talk to him. But in this case, right now, that's not right, that's not just, what I'm seeing. You're just floating there. Yeah, roll black gates. Eight. Oh! oh! Holy shit! Oh. <laughs> Someone got the deal. So this giant dragon's head rises up. Its nose pushes you up out of the water. Eyeless, you are here sooner than I expected. Sorry? I rush toward all things, I suppose. So it has always been, my darling. But you are needed now. There is a blight upon my seas your companions your crew need you for now but when this is over you will return to me is this fair to you or do you wish to stay with me for now forever i am of the water my lord later or now is the same to me so i will help my friends i hope that you may wait Isles' eyes Snap open on the ice, coughing up seawater. The hole in her chest healed. Uh, you have one hit point. And yeah, so we come back into the game with Grieg or Nolsk. What are you guys up to? <sighs> I think Grieg starts to survey the battlefield, looking for opportunity. Now that we've defeated the prince, looking for a way to, to come out on top. Yeah, go ahead and uh, give me a discern realities roll. Hey, five. So you you see, this battle is not going well for your side. You guys pretty much have cleaned up Frothgar's dwarves that are here, but I mean, this is the Tornrak's home base. Their numbers are beginning to tell. The bay is completely frozen, and the ships form this broken maze, and you can see just hundreds of Tornrak swarming off the cliff walls down onto the bay, closing in on 
you and your allies. Captain, uh, we have to get to that temple. Promatha. God, I need to slay it. It might stop the Tornrak. The problem is I don't see a clear path through without fighting our way down. We'll make one. <sighs> Nilsk's tongues waggle excitedly. Fine. But we'll have to be swift and don't unnecessarily draw attention to ourselves. It's a battle. Too many fighting for their lives. Let's go. They won't notice. And Nilska's going to slide down the side of the ship since it's tilted over. Like I'm kind of like running along the bottom side of it, which is, you know, upended. Yeah. Down to the ice. And I'm going to start running for the temple. As Nilsk is running down the side of the of the ship, he may or may not see Alice is just face down in the water around the broken ice around the ship. I mean, Nilsk saw you go under, right? And that's why he first referred to Grieg as captain. So I probably notice again, but I'm not stopping. You're fucking, you look dead. So, I mean, she is dead. I am dead. Yeah. As Grieg comes down to the side of the ship and he sees the body. Nilsk, wait. Nilsk probably tries to stop uh, and just slides along the ice for a while. And so I kind of fall backwards and have to, Scamper on all fours to to actually stop myself. Grieg takes an appraising look. Come help me. We can't just leave her here. And we grab her on the shoulder, start pulling Eyeless out of the water. As each of you grab hold of Eyeless, she, each of her arms lift and she grabs you around the bicep or whatever to help you pull her out. I think after we get you back up, Nolska's gonna look over at Grieg. She doesn't. Taste right. And like his his tongues are like almost like a like when a dog is nervous, like that kind of panting. I think that's what Nolska's doing. Like he's very uncomfortable about Eyeless right now. I'm gonna go ahead and I think like change my bond with you. Cause it used to be that I can always count on Eyeless to lead me to a kill, which, you know, was true. But you're dead now and <laughs> and I don't think that sits right with Nolsk. I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? There is one on here that I think might work, but I don't want to. I don't want to lean too hard into that because I don't think that's quite how Nolsk feels. But it's um one day the the time may come to slay blank, but that doesn't seem quite how I'm feeling about you. Yeah, I'm not totally interested in in like an antagonistic relationship. Right. So the way that I thought about this is, I mean, like yeah, like a dog is nervous. Has ever transplanted a cat to a new home? Not personally, but I can understand. I know what I mean, you're talking yeah, about. When my yeah, partner's yeah. cats come to visit and one of them freaks out the whole time, yeah. yeah that's exactly my point. <laughs> is there, When you have something you're very comfortable with and then it changes immediately and you don't know how to deal with it, I think that you actually said it best in that eyeless tastes different. Oh, I didn't even really think about that, but that's a that's actually a pretty interesting bond. Because that, that, that implies that discomfort and passive antagonism but not an active one but to that point as you two pull Eyeless out her skin is blue she looks drowned her eyes are milky white there's no pupil anymore her hair is frozen still white but in like long almost dread like chunks of ice Eyeless you're frozen to the bone and Grieg takes his gauntlets off and starts to kind of try and play it, place his body heat near yours as if to warm you up. 
I think while that's going down, since we're still in the middle of a battlefield, I'm going to draw both my, my pickaxes and try to protect them from anything that might be coming since we're in a chaotic environment. Yeah, go ahead and roll defend. Yeah, that's going to be three hold. Cool. Eyeless, are you dying? Grieg, as you, as you touch Eyeless' skin, she's cold as hell. Like frost forming around wherever she touches you cold. She looks up, looks into your eyes. I'm fine, Greek. How are you? And she kind of caresses your cheek. I can't say it's the best shape I've ever been in. (laughs) But I'm alive. But I'm worried that if you can't get warm, your heart may stop working. As soon as you say that, she's going to take her other hand and grab you behind the back of the neck and just shove you face first into the water that she dra- that she dragged herself out of. Uh, are you resisting this at all, Grieg? Or did she just catch you by surprise? There's no way that Grieg would be ready for someone who should ostensibly be hypothermic to act that swiftly and do something so decisively as dunk my head into the water. I think I'm just more in shock and awe Yeah, yeah. than anything else. This is uh, sort of a baptism for Grieg in a way, I am. As I've said before, Eilis is dead. Grieg is the captain now, and this is my way of passing the torch. The captainhood of the scale of Zaffir, regardless of its condition. But combined in that, I'm trying to bless him in my own way. So I want, I, I'm trying to cast Divine Ward. Awesome. Uh, roll it. It's an eight. Okay. You should bear noting that I took Divine Aura. When I cast Divine Ward, I don't have to specify a single person as the subject of my prayers. I can spend hold for my Divine Ward on anyone nearby. In addition, I gain plus one hold even if I roll a six minus. So I have two hold. Oh, nice. Didn't realize that before. I want to spend one hold here because I want to retroactively uh, suggest that Eyeless has been invigorated by Duveruth. So I want to heal 1d8 damage and, and, and say that that's, that's because of my black gate, but we're using this move. I'm, I want to use this move for that. Does that seem fair, Ryan? Yeah, that's perfect. So you're healing yourself first. Is that what I'm, I'm going to I'm yeah. going to heal myself for a d8, and then okay, I'm going cool. to sit on the other hold for now. Okay. Woo! Yeah, nice. nice. Heal for eight. That'll put me in nine. Grieg, while Eilis has your head dunked underwater, you see the visage of... Duverth. This, it's Avatar, kind of, in this that dragon, the sea drake, that broke the the chain. It rises up in front of you and it meets your eyes for a minute. And even in the, the black depths of this bay, its eyes glow like two luminescent lamps. The whole time your head is underwater, it locks eyes with you. And then you see it turn right as Eyeless pulls you up out of the water. And I think in that moment where the I lock eyes with the dragon, I breathe in a huge gulp of water, and it feels like air, right? But as I'm pulled back out, I have to just start coughing and coughing it all up. But like there was that moment where like it had a, a feeling of breathing, right. almost breathing underwater. That was actually something I, I had forgotten to mention before that I thought about. As Eilis talks, like water is just pouring out of her mouth. Oh shit! That's great. Like constantly now. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> not yeah. not in the kind of way where you have like a mouthful of water and you start talking, but in the kind of way where it's like sputtering around her words. Nice. 
I think you see socks rise up on your neck, and he's also coughing out Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know either. <laughs> Grieg, for your last advance, you took the cleric spellcasting ability and yep. the commune. Yep. ability with like knowing that this was what was going to happen are you establishing that now do we want to go ahead and yeah. make that known to the audience yeah so yeah i've i've moved forward and i i think this baptism as it were has joined me with duverth and the breathing in of the water has ironclad his kind of resolve in a kind of way like you can see a god and not and not believe it but i think he had an actual experience so i come up spitting up the freezing salty sea my mind is taken i still feel in that sense of euphoria being so close to death and experiencing kind of a religious experience at once i look to eyeless who already looks stronger even though you know her form is alien to me almost somehow you look invigorated but it's not in the way i would look for like a flush of color to your cheeks right but i can tell that you're strong and then you just see Grieg turn over to Nolsk, who looks haggard as all hell. Well, I'm also just not even looking at you guys because yeah. I'm I'm worried about everything else that's still going on around us. And Though I actually I think on that beat I'm probably turning back and like we have to go. Just one moment, Nolsk. And you see the camera like pans down to Grieg's hand as he kind of like just digs under the ice to bring up a small shard of it about palm size. I'm. Not quite sure what I'm doing here, Nolsk, but you trust me. Good. And he just <laughs> shoves the, the piece of ice into your wound, one of your many wounds. Ah! Uh, and I'm going to try and heal him. Oh, I really hope this works, because if it doesn't... Cool. Uh, <laughs> cast a spell? Roll I think that's it. Yeah, spell? I think that's it. Is this cure light, oh. wo- is it cure yeah. light wounds? Is that yeah. what it is? That's what yeah. he's going for, right? I just couldn't remember if it was lay on hands. That was oh no, that's paladin. That's paladin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuckers! <laughs> God no, you fucker! It's a six, right? I can help with that. Oh yeah. Oh, you that's can. interesting. Actually, nice. yeah, you can that. help with that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that actually makes it better. What you do is you yeah. just shove a fucking icicle into his. <laughs> yeah, into yeah. His I'm just feeling elated by yeah. Greek shoves an icicle into Nolsk's wound. <laughs> no, on hold his on, side. hold on. No, I want a, I want a brief moment of like Nolsk just being like, he just looks at him and like he gives him this like, you know, Pythian look of betrayal. Just like, why would you do that to me? <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> and I would just walk over. I, I mean, I was right. I was right near you while this was all happening, and just lay a hand over the wound and and finish this ritual that Greek was attempting to do. <laughs> That's fucking great. It's a 10. Nice. You just get it on a 7 through 9? What, what is Yeah, the, so I have to choose that? and... Uh, oh, to forget or... Forget, place myself in danger, or um, take a minus one ongoing. I'm going to forget it because I legitimately think it's more like, I don't know what's... I actually want to push back against that. What I do you want to say? I think minus one ongoing because you're afraid to tap into this energy again. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That seems better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you may forget it. You yeah. may not do it again. But that's that's it's I, on. It's ongoing until when? Uh, I can commune basically. Cool. Yeah, Let's do it. Because yeah. now you have to put an effort into praying. Yeah. Three. Well, I'll take it. I'm sorry, Nolsk. Grieg doesn't know what he's doing. This should help a little bit, though. You're telling me. 
Can we go now? Eyeless turns around. Where to, Captain? This way. And Nulsk just starts scampering off towards the temple. Cool. Uh, is Nulsk leading the way then? Yeah, it sounds like it. So to get across this frozen bay, you have to navigate these broken ships and the frozen waves and this sort of like churning battle that's working its way in and out of this sort of maze. So I'm going to need you to defy danger plus wisdom to find your way through. Cool. That's on 11. Fuck yeah. Dope. You make your way through this maze. You're like dodging clumps of fighting in Tornrak and dwarves and... Probably like ships listing and like thin ice as well. Yeah. Well, and I think some of these ships are just like burning. Like they... They had magical ammunition or what what have you on board, and now it's... Oh, fuck. We lost the living steel. I have it. No. Oh, do you have it on you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rodger gave it to her. Fuck yeah. Well, I didn't realize, I guess, that it was that small that you could carry it on your person. I thought it was still on the ship. It's it's in like a flask because it's mercury. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Don't worry. I've been so excited to unveil that this whole campaign. So I'm waiting for the yeah. right the right narrative beat. Oh no. Uh we'll get there, I think. I have no <laughs> fear. <laughs> you make it to the the steps that lead up into this temple. And, and I think as you're crossing that, Nulsk sees Frog Gear for a moment in the the churning mist of one of these battles. Oh shit. And his like personal honor guard. Well, I don't like this fucker, so whatever. I move on. That's that's on you two. Do I see him? Go ahead and give me a discern realities. It's an eight. Okay, so you have one question. What is about to happen? You hear Hrodgir ordering his troops to make for a ship that is seems to be unmoored by the ice and free near the mouth of this bay. And he is ordering his men to fight towards that ship through the press. His presence seems to invigorate his men, and they press forward. It seems like they're probably going to make it, or they have a good chance of making it. Great, not our problem. How close are we to the temple at this point? Pretty close. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely just in a straight chorus towards it. I'm going to spend my last hold. Okay. To to bolster rod gear. I want to give him plus two armor. Nice. All right. How does that manifest itself on Harad gear? It's a it, it, it's like a shield that floats outside of his twin battle axes. So as he turns, it seems to predict his movements and the movements of his enemies, and is constantly trying and it's constantly protecting him. I'm, I'm sorry, it's like a sheet of ice in in the shape of a shield. I don't know if I said that. Cool. So you guys make it up to, to these temple steps. The Entrance is flanked by two massive columns that have been carved in the shape of two large fir trees. They like ascend to that point and that holds up the the ceiling to this entrance. You guys go into the temple? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're Nulska's definitely running straight in. Yeah. So the the temple starts off and it's dressed cut stone. The architecture is very fine. And through the, the ceiling, long in disrepair, but light flows through this blue and purple and silver stained glass window that makes up this domed ceiling. The deeper you go into the temple, the tunnels become in greater and greater disrepair. 
and you see evidence of the Tornrax inhabitation and descent from the once noble elves to the state they are now in. You see the the racks used to tan human hides, rooms that have been turned into carnal pits. And eventually the rooms cease, and you're just moving down a tunnel carved through the stone. You come upon a room. It's a large circle. There's no door out. There's only a large hole in the center. And the walls are made up of stone carved with hundreds of these sigils that Grieg recognizes from the previous island you visited. What do you guys do? Oh, I'm definitely going to put my picks away and draw Promatha, hoping that you know she may give me some sort of guidance in this place that was probably once sacred to her. Yeah. And has since been, you know, lost to this dark god's cult. If you level up again, taking the fighter move. Oh, shit. That's actually a really That's interesting great. idea. Yeah. yeah, I just thought of the heirloom. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. We've never really talked about the potential of being able to take heirloom just by itself. Yeah, without the, yeah. I, I mean, I'm because being, this is I like would be very s- amenable to that. Right. I, no, it's really It's already established that, like, this sort of can talk to you. Right. Uh, right. It definitely implies that you can't, rather... The DM can't get rid of the the weapon, which isn't <laughs> which isn't really a bad thing. You just don't get a lot of the benefits that maybe the fighter would have outside. Yeah, of that. yeah, it doesn't yeah. have the bonuses of the signature weapon. But yeah, I but yeah, I think it, about it. It'd be really, it's really cool, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'd like that a lot. But you drop Romatha. Yeah, definitely. She appears before you. Romatha. Yes, Nolsk. Is this where your evil god dwells? She has ghostly tears in her eyes and sort of one hand pressed to her heart as she looks around the room. This is where all of my gods dwell. Where can I find the one I need to kill? This is where he fell. And she's now standing. She sort of like doesn't visually move. She is just she's now standing at the lip of this pit, this hole that descends through. And she says, uh, this is where it fell when they summoned it. Nolska's going to go and look down into that hole. Go ahead and give me a discern realities roll. Oh. <laughs> some things. Some Is con- three good? Is three fine? I think that's. Yeah. <laughs> it's that better be than good. two. You. <laughs> the blue light that is sort of emanating up through this hole starts to infect Nolsk's mind and it goes from being a very like unnatural uncomfortable light to very comforting to Nolsk and drawing him deeper and deeper into the pit so I'm gonna start climbing down I guess cool we'll give Grieg and Eilis a beat here you guys see Nolsk sort of talking to the air and then just start climbing down. Eilis has been this entire time kind of uncomfortably serene. As soon as she sees Nelsk's imp-like gait turn into a, a sort of zombie walk, she moves a lot more urgency. And I'm going to try to pull Nelsk back from this pit. Okay, uh, go ahead and defy danger plus strength. I'm going to go ahead and say that I will interfere with this if I can. That's a six. Oh, later days, jabronis. 
So yeah, Eilis, you go to catch Nulsk and stop him from going down into this pit. And I think he just pulls... Nulsk is stronger than you are and pulls out of your grip and starts to climb down into the pit. Uh, Grieg, what are you doing? I had thought that kind of if we can do a little retroactive work. Yeah. Like Grieg as Nulsk atwixt Nulls talking to the sword he had started to become enveloped by these carvings and maybe yeah we'll roll with that cool you said that they were kind of like the carvings that we had seen before yeah you you recognize this like pictographic language as being that same ancient elven script that you saw on the island with that iron colossus yeah then i think that grieg starts looking for patterns and trying to figure out exactly what this says with his best understanding of the language. Yeah. Do you touch the wall at all? I would think so. Yeah. Dusting it off. Exactly. Uh, Understanding what's going on. Okay. Trying to get his bearings in the carving. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a Defy Danger plus Wisdom as your hand touches this wall. And eight. Cool. You, You read... On this wall, it's a list of names, and you kind of gather from context clues because we established that you don't have a perfect understanding of this language, but that these are the like a list of names of elvish gods. And as your hand touches it, these names are spoken aloud in your mind, and one calls out to you, one above all the others supersedes itself in your brain. So give me the name and describe a little bit about it. Yeah, and then maybe we can explain a little bit about how Elvish gods work in the Chimera universe. Yeah, which I don't think we've ever kind of played around with the idea of the, with it, how they work, what they do. We're very non-elf-centric. I'm thinking it's always fun to kind of toss around, re, you know, reorganize words, think of something. I think Leftal would be the name of this particular elven god. So how about you go and then... So, J.D., this is sort of your baby. Do you want to talk to us (laughs) about how Elvish religion and Elvish deities work? Yeah, sure. So we definitely wanted to play with elves differently in the greater Chimera-verse, whatever that's called, including games that aren't necessarily happening on the podcast. Elves are in decline as they are in, you know, many fantasy fictions, but... Ours were particularly ostracized and pushed to the boundaries of civilization or to the boundaries of even non-civilization, the boundaries of wilderness even. Hence us putting the Tornrack as this kind of like mobile elvish group that lives on these very northern seas. But their deities, I want to do something different too that wasn't just the standard nature-worshipping, you know, concepts of elves or whatever. And so... I don't know. Do you want to include a shout out to the fucking book that inspired this? Because we could if you wanted to. I mean, they're really good books. People should read them. I mean, <laughs> they are super fucking good. Yeah. So I took a I took deep inspiration when trying to come up with the Elvish religion from the Long Price Quartet by Daniel Abraham. It's a fantastic fantasy series if you guys haven't read it. And if you have read it, you'll know exactly where I'm getting this from. But if you're intrigued in this kind of idea, I recommend them because they're really good. So elvish gods are concepts made whole or made living. They're concepts manifested. Any interpretation of that concept can be worshipped by different 
elvish factions. So, for example, the Tornrak might take the more warlike, the more conquering view of a concept, while others didn't. So, for example, one of the concepts that I was working with when I was kind of coming up with this idea was ordering into place. Ordering into place would be the domain of an elvish deity, um, which could then be interpreted to having its kind of influence on government, mathematics, the planets, the stars, alignments, things like that. That would be ordering into place. And so they have these kind of short phrases, these short concepts that can be interpreted in a number of ways. And all of them are correct. It is it is that deity's domain in any way. And then there, you know, certain certain emphasis is placed on certain aspects of it, depending on the different Elvish group that is worshiping them. So I think from there, you're welcome to explain what you're thinking about this this elven god's domain. Yeah, an idea. God's name, Leftal, possibly the god of strength growing. I think of it as maybe you know the the strength of an army being invigorated or bolstered but it might have a strength growing can kind of work in that mobile adjustable way uh, depending on how the god's name is invoked we'll kind of see i like the i like the looseness of it yeah so how this will work is because you roll the seven through nine you get one hold that you can draw upon this god's domain so to speak and it'll be its sort of last gasp of power in the universe and these gods are fading and they are they fear to be forgotten and so Grieg will always remember all the names you will always have that inside of you you're you basically are replacing this wall as they're these gods repository oh hmm. can he have all of these hieroglyphs tattooed onto his skin I mean, I was thinking it was more subtle than that. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck, fuck subtlety. I, I like the idea of him literally replacing the wall. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. Yeah, Greek now, it's it starts slow, but it I think it starts around your eyes, and it just spreads out. You know what I have to throw out there just for this in case, <laughs> one, if Greek lives. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Two, uh, I think it's actually a really interesting idea this is a compendium class. Like, Hell just yeah. straight up. Absolutely. I think you should, I think we should talk about that later as you level up, whatever. Throwing yeah. that out there. We'll throw it on the website if we write. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Write this absolutely. Up. If you survive through all of this, I think you should consider it. And I know you just got spellcasting anyway, yeah. but yeah. I think this is a, a really interesting concept. Yeah. I think that plays into Greg's mind state currently as this is all happening, which <laughs> is just. Overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Just take that egg in the bowl and just start scrambling. <laughs> right. This is actually super interesting in that you're getting introduced to a bunch of gods, unadulterated, and they're all real and they're all true. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, <laughs> ah, I I don't really know how to say it without just like it's it's onomatopoeic, right? Like it's 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 pure response yeah which is really interesting bye crawling down a hole goodbye yeah so nolsk you are crawling down this hole oh no i imagine he like mule kicked eyeless i'm not even close enough to think about stopping you from crawling down right this pit 
this like tunnel it's deep and jagged and you can see like ancient burn marks i'm gonna need you to defy danger plus strength to or plus constitution to climb down this hole i'll be a nine yeah you managed to climb down this like long tunnel and your like legs are the first thing that there's just nothing left around them and you feel tentacles sort of like not wrapping around your legs but like feeling at them like how a worm sort of smells and tastes like rubbing against you am i still hypnotized not really it was like the the drive to get down the tunnel but now you did the thing it wanted you to do (laughs) right am i okay so i was picturing this light as like kind of blinding is that the case or not yeah what's going on now that you're down here you can see what's going on go ahead and give me a discern realities Oh, fuck, I'm more confused. <laughs> That's a six. Woo! Yeah, one of these tentacle things wraps around your ankle and drags you down to solid ground. You're in a room, a massive chamber. This blue light is emanating, suspended above all these little islands in this massive chamber that's full of water is an orb of tentacles that's writhing and constantly moving. And you can see this sort of baleful blue light, like when the tentacles separate, coming out from it. And tentacles come, like, shoot out from this orb in all directions and run along the ceilings and walls. And on an island sort of adjacent to the one that you've been pulled down to, dangling like a puppet from some of these tentacles is the broken figure of an elf with a glaive in its hand. I think we'll cut back to Eilis and Greek. I want to get down there. Cool. Defy danger plus constitution. Eleven. You managed to climb down and then you and drop down on this island next to Nolsk and you see one of these tentacles unwrapping itself from his ankle and like moving back up to the ceiling. You see that scene I just described to Nolsk. Grieg? I am overwhelmed by the word. I think Grieg comes to and he sees nothing around him. (laughs) He tries to get to his feet and he does, but slowly. And he makes his way towards that hole as well. Uh, There's no other place to go. No, there's no other door. Yeah. Yeah. He knows this is where they've gone. Yeah. Though he does not know how long ago they went. I guess he starts climbing down as well. Cool. Go ahead and give me a defy danger plus constitution. Eight. Yeah, you you make it all the way down like Nils did, and then uh, similarly the tentacle like sensing at your leg wraps around tight and pulls you down. But I think more forcefully mm-hmm. than with the other two, go ahead and roll a d4, and you just take that as the falling damage. I took one falling damage. You also see this sort of floating suspended ball of tentacles and the elf. What do you guys do? My tongue's like smelly air, and although it tastes strange down here, it's like smelling ozone, but I'm, you know, tasting it because that's Nils doesn't really have a nose. But I definitely can't taste this elf, this like elf figure. So in that way, 
to me it's not really real and i don't really have any kind of like fear of it even though it's this kind of strange ghostly visage i'm gonna try to chop it apart yeah to get close enough to this elf to attack it as soon as you start moving towards it he is that glaive that he's wielding starts whipping around and somehow in the the sort of spirals of the blade he's missing these tentacles that are like connected to his arms and legs and holding him up so you're not to to figure out a way past through that defense to get to him yeah so i mean promatha's a big great sword right so i'm just gonna try to bat it to the side and then get in there and cut him apart cool yeah divide danger plus strength then that's a 10 yeah you you bat this glaive to the side and its movements pause go ahead and hack and slash yeah, hopefully just going to cut this thing in half. That'll do. How about a 15? Is that, <laughs> is that cool? Does that do it? How much thirst do you have right now? Four, baby. I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I need it. Uh, I need this real bad. Yeah, I mean, you you hit him good. You do a good job of hitting him. Put yourself in a spot. No, I think I am putting myself in a spot. God damn it. Yeah, I was already thinking yeah. about that because I am so desperate. Yeah. I think I'm definitely putting myself in a spot. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and throw this extra D6 on there. Yeah. It'll work out. It'll work out. <sighs> the Dungeon Master's favorite move. It is. It is great. Great. It's move. great. I love it's it. So I never. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> We're going to go with uh, 14 damage and it's messy and poisonous. Jesus. So whatever you want to do with that. Fucking yeah. go for it. Christ. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. God, I love when it pays off. So now I have to do the fucking armor math. Uh, you did how many points of damage to him? 14. 14? A few. Uh, well, he's got seven points of armor, so it's fine. Yeah, so he's like, huh. <laughs> Brush dust. Oh, you made one line. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault. I was like, wait a minute. Was that a one he just drew? <laughs> no. So he... Is in one damage? Oh, what? We're boned. We're boned. <laughs> you weren't supposed to get to this level. Oh, uh, you guys are going to have to go and grind for a while. Yeah, for exactly. XP. You have to get the gold sword or the golden axe of Amothar in order to beat this beast. That'd be dumb. Is that a thing? I want it. Whatever that was. The golden axe of Amothar? Yeah. yeah I'll put see that, about it. Put that in your fucking game. <laughs> the story of Amothar. The story of Amothar is printed on my fucking forehead. <laughs> <laughs> As you, you like, chop into him, and where Pramatha enters, you see this, like, black corruption flow through his veins. And mechanically, I think, in this situation, it's going to give to move past his glaive as it's slowing him down, plus one forward to get to him. Oh, to anybody else who's trying to do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So like the this is the poison acting is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's like slowing him down. Yep. Nice. His head tilts back and his mouth opens like he's screaming in pain, but no sound comes out of his mouth. But his glaive screams as it's like for a moment its momentum increases and it just stabs down into you seemingly from out of nowhere. His glaive deals a D10 plus two of damage, and it has two piercing. Well, friends, we'll meet again. Don't know where. Uh, Nils gets black gates, right? This could be it. What are you at? Uh, he's at a 11. I'm at 11, so there's a chance. It's not guaranteed, but there's a chance. You've been rolling hot, so it's time to get cold, baby. <laughs> get cold. It's time to roll some real shit. 
I am still alive. I'm fucked up, but I'm alive. He rolled six damage, so plus two is eight, two piercing. So eight, is that what you took? Yeah. It fucking carves into my side, and I think Nolsk even stumbles to the ground. I'm probably on my hands and knees. To a point where actually probably Pramatha, I still kind of like left it in, like it's in his ghostly form, right? Yeah. Um, oh, th- this is flesh and blood. Well, right, yeah. but I mean, like you kind of talked about it as like being manipulated oh, by this, by the tentacles, right? Yeah. So the sword's still in him. I, I'm gonna fall to the ground. It's just like blood's pouring out over the stones. Like I'm pretty torn up. Eyeless or Grieg? Grieg, we'll finish him. Eyeless is gonna start walking toward this orb. Okay. Right, you are, mom. Kind of dejected, almost disassociated from everything. He just pulls an arrow from his quiver, trains it on the elf. Yeah. Roll a volley? Yeah, absolutely. It's a 12. Hell yes. Deal your damage. Six. Yeah. How do you kill this thing? Yes! As this elf screamed out in pain and jerked its glaive back and forth to attack Nolsk. And it howled out in pain, ripping its head back and howling. Uh, I shot an arrow straight into the back roof of its mouth and through the tail end of its brain, just gushing through. It's a it's it's a headshot. Yeah, the tentacles that were inside this elf's body pull out, and the whole corpse just seems to deflate. And the tentacles that make up the orb start to writhe faster, and you see more and more of this blue light starting to come through, and the the tentacles along the walls and ceiling start to stretch out towards you guys. Eilis, what are you doing? Nolsk, you should run. I don't think I can. I definitely don't know if I respond to that. I'm going to smash the living iron into this orb. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought might be Hell happening. Hell yeah. Volley. Eight. Woo! Oh. <laughs> you kind of have to put your... Yeah, you're, you're not put, really you're dealing putting, damage, yeah. and you can't use up ammo, so you're yeah, just putting you're yourself... Oh, no, spot. we're... Yeah, that's what it this is. This was yeah. a defy danger. Let's, let's yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, let's, yeah, 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 totally. I, I understood this. I think everybody understood this. Yeah, cool. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm putting myself in a spot. So this flask was made out of bronze. You slip it in between two of the, as these tentacles sort of undulate apart, it gets crushed by two of them as they come back together. And it spreads out inside of this gods-like being. And when you fought it before, what did it look like? The living iron? Yeah. The form I have in my head, I really don't know how to describe. I imagine it like if you were to take an orb of magnetic liquid and then just pulse through it, it would kind of, it would it undulates in a weird sort of distended way. You're talking about like ferromagnetic material? Yeah. Do you guys know what I'm talking yeah, about? Is I, it the stuff that, it's like liquid metal that is, that responds to magnetism and so it like forms like spikes and stuff. That is exactly yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. I just can't think of a, a good example of it and that's the problem. Just YouTube it, you fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> you'll listen to a bunch of dudes play Dungeon World. You'll you'll YouTube whatever JD just said. Yeah. Hold, hold on. I'm going to make sure that I um it's the right term. Because I know what he's talking about and it looks fucking cool as hell. This is the Living Iron. So it's doing weird shit like this. Ferrofluid forming Fer- forming spikes and shit, but like in a ball rather than just on a plane. Yep, that That's is kind of what I'm picturing. That is what I had pictured the entire time. Yep, go ahead and look up ferrofluid. 
sick. For a minute, you think it doesn't work as the this like living iron seems to get subsumed by these tentacles, and then you see the whole orb bulge and flicker. You see uh this like liquid black metal spike shoot out, and its piss yellow ichor sprays out across into the the frozen pools of water in this room. This blue light starts to shine through more intently, and one of these tentacles wraps around Eilis. It like wraps around her from behind and starts pushing her up towards these like widening cracks of blue energy in the orb. What do you guys do? Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and as I'm like kind of crawling along the ground, I'm going to wrench Promatha back out of that elf's body. And just like with my left hand, like it's a two-handed weapon, but I'm not, I don't even have like the energy to do that at this point. I just pull it up behind me and kind of stagger forward towards this tentacle beast and just bring it down onto it. I want to stop him from doing that. No, no. (laughs) What are you doing to stop him? Has all the water in here been putrefied? No. I want to take some of the quote unquote pure water in here and I want to push him back. Okay. I don't uh, know how you want to do this. <laughs> yeah, no. Roll it if I cuz you're just trying to cut through this tentacle, right? Yeah. So roll it if I danger plus strength. Okay. And then and you, you are, are interfering. Okay. I'll interfere right. I'll interfere if it's relevant. Let's see what you get. Yeah, sure. Uh no, you're not going to do anything. That is a 13. Yeah, so Nulsk, you stagger forward and cut through this tentacle, and Eilis drops down. Do I need to roll hack and slash on it, or? No. Oh no, I just assumed th- this thing is sort of beyond like dealing damage. Too. Oh, okay, all right, um, cool. You killed its sort of like guardian form, and now figuring out a way to kill this thing is a more complex than just like hitting oh, it until it dies. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Then I do have a thing, right? I like cut off some tentacles, but it doesn't seem to react. Yeah. Promatha, how do I kill this? It doesn't seem to hurt like other things. I'm like dragging the sword behind me at this point, like holding my side that's torn open. Throw me. I'm right here. Why would I throw you? My soul is connected to the blade. From inside of it, I might be able to do more damage than I can from out here. As soon as Nolsk says, I'm right here, why would I throw you? I want to take... The sword from him. Oh. Eyeless defy danger plus strength. I'm interfering if I can. It's a six. The interesting part about making a character that's already dead <laughs> is I think this god has realized that you want to go to it, kind of. And one of these tentacles comes and wraps around your legs and starts dragging you away from... Grieg and Nulsk in this center orb, like, towards the wall. Give me the sword! Grieg, I want to give you a beat, but I have a reaction to that, but I want to I wanna let you do something in, in that whole, like, kind of span of time. Uh, I'm kind of having a, a difficult time trying to figure out exactly what the fuck Grieg is trying to do here. <laughs> I think that's exactly the issue, uh, is Grieg is completely sensory overloaded. Uh, and I'm just like... Uh, uh, I actually have... Oh, uh, a solution to that, oh. if I may, for you, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Discern realities. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, go ahead. Just to figure out what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I like that. I, I enjoy okay. that. 
There's, yeah. You know, it'll probably go wrong. So one question. Uh, what the fuck's going on here? Um, What is about to happen? And the way I'm, I was suggesting this, if I could give you my idea for, yeah, I mean, I know you followed up on this, so you get final say. Don't, don't, right, don't right. misunderstand me here. But uh, there's nothing wrong with stating the obvious. It's just the fact that Grieg is having a really fucking hard time figuring out anything. Yeah. And so the the question that you're asking is 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 what he's focusing in on, which is I, I mean I think however you interpret that question. Yeah. I don't want to speak for you, Nathan or Eilis. But Alice is trying to sacrifice herself to destroy this thing. Absolutely. Okay. Grieg understands that something is going to have to be sacrificed to kill this thing, and Eilis wants it to be her. Nosk! Give your captain her sword! Shit. I want to pause and say that this party dynamic has worked out <laughs> wonderfully. Are you sure about that? You can do not that. I don't give a shit. It's just that this is really interesting. I am gathering my strength, what little of it remains, which is fucking not much. And I'm hoisting Promatha up in both hands, and I'm skewering through the captain, through Eilis, into this tentacle beast. Can I aid? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Can I also aid? Yeah, we'll see how Nulsk rolls, but yeah, I'm I'm super oh, interested man. in this. What do you want me to roll for it? A uh, hack and slash. All right, plus thirst. Isn't this just defy plus strength? Am I am I missing something, or is that is, uh, is damage the point? Here? That's true. I, it doesn't really matter. Defy plus strength. You did kind of say slash. that that damage, damage isn't what matters. Damage isn't what is going to matter in this situation. So defy plus strength. Well, I rolled a six plus four thirst is ten, <laughs> so I'm good. I don't need any help. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Do you guys kind of want to narrate how you kill this god thing? I mean, all right, I'll I'm I've already kind of handled the first part of this. Like I'm running Promatha through Eilis and then up into this thing. But Eilis, I think it's up to you to like finish this off. Well here, let's 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 go this far. Is I'm yelling, Give me the sword and you stab through me. But you you like Eilis. I do. <laughs> And well, I did. I still yeah. feel weird about you, yeah. but like I have, I have mixed feelings about this whole situation. That, yeah. In any case, that that manifests as a lack of resolve, yeah. which is to say, oh boy, you don't give it your all. Sure, sure. And Eilis just like you, you, you meet her, her now milky white eyes, as you as matching you, my own like milky white eyes. Yeah. And she kicks you away and grabs the guard of this sword. And pulls it the rest of the way into this god. Ugh. Ryan, if you want me to roll for that. I don't want to speak for you, but I assume this thing isn't going out without uh, an explosion. Oh, yeah. No. Go ahead and... Orbs explode. That's how <laughs> fantasy games work. <laughs> Played a lot of them in my time. Even tentacle orbs. Especially, Especially tentacle, tentacle orbs. orbs. Yeah. Defy danger plus constitution. Six. Aid me. Grieg, I think. Grieg, manifest your newfound powers. This is cool. You mean invoking the doove? No, <laughs> not the doove. Grieg is going to call on Leftal. Sick. What uh, exactly are you calling on him for? To empower in her last moment his closest friend besides Socks. 
his captain, Eyeless. Yeah, roll plus wisdom. It's going to be an eight. Yeah, so Eyeless, you're able to throw yourself with the sword into this orb. You feel newfound power through your dead limbs. I think describe to me how you kill this thing. I pull Promatha, this poisonous broadsword, through my gut. And I freeze us all solid. And we, unable to maintain flight, fall the 20, 10, 5, whatever feet. By us all, do you mean everybody in the room? I mean myself and this orb. Okay, cool. We fall the few feet to shatter us all to pieces. That's it. Grieg and Nolsk, you see your captain, a friend, a protector, shatter upon the ground, uh, quickly followed by this orb as it strikes, also shattering. There's a the sound of a whole glass chandelier being blown apart around you as all these tentacles that it's filled the room for so long also break. What do you do? I mean, it's done, right? Like... I'm assuming that Promatha shattered with them as well. Yeah, uh, Nolsk, you get sort of a fleeting glimpse of the spirit in the blade disappearing. Nolsk is going to turn to Grieg. Nolsk still holding his side. This is what we came to do. Let us see what the Tornrak are doing now. And I'm going to try to haul myself up this, like, fucking hole but I'm torn up so it's probably going to be pretty rough Defy Danger plus Constitution that's a 9 Krieg are you aiding me I feel like if you're climbing up at the same time you actually might be <sighs> watch your fucking hands or you'll fall and you know Krieg is trying to lead him with his hand on his backside Yeah, as they both kind of crawl up Go ahead and give it me an aid. It's a seven. Yeah, so you guys make it to the top, and I think pretty much without any molestation or anything, you make it through this temple. I'm kind of every, like, couple other steps, I'm, like, falling down to one hand and pushing myself back up. When you make it out to where these stairs leading down from the bay to the temple, you will see the, that the bay is in the, the process of shattering and the the torn rack are sliding into the freezing waters. A few of the sailors' ships are sinking rapidly, and one ship uh, is sort of calmly making its way through this towards you, and you make out a dwarf standing on the prow with the familiar red-gold beard of King Hrodgir, and I think that's probably where we'll end this. Damn. Oh, God, it's peeing on us. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's its thing. Uh, Let's not don't uh, king shame uh, the tentacle orb. Uh, <laughs> In its last moments as a thing, <laughs> you're gonna kink shame this tentacle. <laughs>